Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. How you doing? This is Reverend Miller. Here we are talking about Christian peace and continuing on the study. But now we're going to take a look at something that has been heavy on my heart. All day today have I hit, been hit with different varying degrees of what I can only describe as a faith based in themselves and they believe they know who God is. They are truly believing that they know who their God is. And what I mean by that is they're actually walking around within certain areas of their life, whether it's work, play, whatnot, and thinking that it's meeting the approval of God and pleasing, and, be, and he's pleased in the calling that he gave them, even though full well they're not in their calling. Now I can tell you how you can discover if you're in your calling by God, because for one, there's an alignment with his will that causes you not to question, I wonder what I shall be doing next. Is this the next career move? You won't even have those kind of thought processes. You'll be thinking, God, what do I need to do? Now let's take a look at it and explore a little bit of this. We're going to go into Luke, or we're going to go to Luke 5. Now I like this passage a lot because, and this is related to the last piece that I just talked about. We're going to go to Luke 5. I read out of the King James ER. And we're gonna to go to we're gonna we're gonna skip. We're gonna go for, through verse four, then we're gonna to go to five, and then we're gonna go down to ten and eleven. And then we didn't follow me. So it says in here in verse five, chapter four, chapter five, verse four. Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop, for a catch. And Simon answering said to him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And then we go to verse, let's go to 9. Let's say 10. Let's go to 9. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the catch of the fishes which they had taken. Now we know at that part, Jesus had filled, they had so many fish that, he had, that the boat was sinking and was snapping nets. And he had to call out to his padres, and they had to come over with their boat, and their boat was sinking. I mean, that's a lot of fish. They got tons of fish, and they've been out there fishing in this lake for years. I mean, they've been out there for years, years in this, in, in where they're sitting. Years and years have they been fishermen out there in this, in this, in this water. And you could probably catch, they probably get like a few here, a few there. You know, they've been living on whatever they could provide to themselves by what they're catching, you know, whatever that feast was. But with God, there's such an abundance that there's always leftovers with God. When what? When you are going to be called to serve his purpose. And look at what, look at, we're going to go into the mind of Simon to figure out why does he, he reacted this way. So let's get look at verse 9. For he was astonished 
and all were with him, and the catch dropped of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. Those are his boys. And Jesus said to Simon, this is what we're going to get into the mind of Simon, Fear not, from hereafter you shall catch me. And now, in verse 11 it says, When they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Now the last piece that we discussed, we talked about what that means to forsake all and go after Jesus, to go after the calling that God has put you in. And from the conversations I've been having today, it really just hit me and unnerved me to the point to where I've had to sit there and really start to question, did Jesus get on the cross just for you to use that favor from God to catapult your career, to catapult your life and financial decisions and your financial status and what's going on in your life? That is part of that prosperity cultism that has leaked into Christianity and is growing at a festering bad cancerous rate. Because only ignorance would answer in such a manner that way that now they can think, name and claim it. I can name what God is going to give me and he's got to listen to me. Last time I checked, God don't owe us a thing. And matter of fact, we can't even demand it. Think about that. They're telling you Demand to God, name it and claim it. I want to have a career in rocket science. And God, you're going to give it to me. And you run that ATM card. I mean, what is really going on? Well, let's, let's, let's search the scriptures. Because they'll come up with Mark 11 and Mark chapter 11 and verses, you know, after 22 is well, have faith in your God. All right? Ask and you shall receive, right? That's a famous verse. Ask in my name and the God will give it to you. In John 15, give you, give you your heart's desire if you ask. Asking in God's will, yes. But this new cultism is preaching that you can ask in your will and God will have it done. That's what it's talking about. So is there a verse that, 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 that kind of tells it and cuts all that out? Yeah, there is. It's in Job. We're going to go to Job. This is big. You know, let's talk about it. We're going to go in there and and try to tell God what's happening. And he we gonna do what he's he gonna do what we say. Now watch this. Now it says, let's go to Job. And go to chapter 41. And it says, so Job chapter 4, 41, I'm sorry, verse 11. Who has prevented me that I should repay him? Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. The NIV translates it to be, I like, I like the translation very big, because it addresses it in a manner that, that really helps. And it says, who has made a claim about me that I should repay you? Think about that. What, what kind of claim are you going to put on God that he, that he has to give you? He has to give you. Now, in Job 41, he's basically calling Job up about his, and God is, is professing about his might, his grandeur, how he has designed the things on this earth. He talks about Leviathan and how he can even have, have Leviathan bow at his command and do the things that he will because he created it. Matter of fact, in, in Job chapter 40, if you go to verse 19, uh, go to verse 19, he says, he is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach him. Now he's talking about a behemoth, something that he created. 
a beast of bird that he created that was stronger than anything out there, God has a right to that creature and can bring a sword right to him. For we are God's creatures. We are his creation. Who are we to demand things from God because we want to now follow down this road that prosperity cultism is preaching to us. Name it and claim it. You cannot name a single solitary thing to God because he doesn't owe you anything. Matter of fact, you are called to his purpose. So who are you to try to dictate and switch what that purpose is? And it happens all day. All day, I, examples I'm here, well, I'm thinking of a plan for a new career. How about you ask what is in God's will? That's a big one. How about you ask, God, what is it I can do for you? What is it that can help you know, advance the work of the kingdom? Use me as a vessel. With this crazy preaching going on nowadays, you got people saying, I just want a new career. Let me go ahead and get this from God and run my ATM card of Jesus. He did not put Jesus on that cross so that you can run it like a credit card. He called you to his purpose. You know what man does? You know what we're really good at? Let's really discuss what we're good at. You know what man is good at? Let's go to Genesis. We're going to go to Genesis 3. We're going to show you how good we are. We're so good, and it don't take much to understand. We know how to follow temptation. We know how to follow temptation real well because we did it. But you know what God did? He gave us a curse. And watch this. Now, we can go into chapter 3. We're going to revisit the curse and talk about it. And it says... Let's go to verse 17. And because you have hearkened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake, and sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Here's an important verse 18 here. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. Think about that. Now that's the curse that's laid on us. You know what prosperity gospel tells you? You're no longer cursed anymore. You can turn that favor upside down. God is moving things around to change your life for the better. Wait a minute. God already predestined and preordained your life. So you, there's not no chance that it fell out of favor in the first place. The problem is we fell out of favor and we fell off the course that God has set for us in his purpose. We're thinking that we can set our own course in our own GPS system and then realize that God sets the plan. We can sure say, Lord, I want to become a chef. God will say, well, you know what? I think I'll have you cook in a, in a, in a homeless shelter. No, I want to cook in a five-star restaurant. I want to have fame and fortune. Fame and fortune. I want to be the best-known chef in the whole universe. Now, prosperity cultism will tell you God wants to give you your heart's desire. Do we, are we actually good at giving our heart's desire? Are we really good at giving our heart's desire? Because right now, we only know how to do one thing, and that's work at a ground that tills thistles and thorns. And you know what's going on? Prosperity gospel is tricking your mind to where they're trying to get you to accept those thistles and thorns as well-ready-made eating fruit. They want you to think that that fruit is actually good for you. You know, pandas eat bamboo and they don't even gain any nourishment from it. Isn't that crazy? But yet they're trying to preach to you and teach to you that it's okay for you to live off of thorns and thistles because you ain't cursed. You can name it and claim it and God will give it to you. And the whole time you're naming and claiming, you're creating fruit of thorns and thistles. What's a famous passage? Let's go to Hebrews 6, 7, and 8. 
uh, six, sorry, sorry, Hebrews six, seven through eight. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh upon it, and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth the blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. Now that's talking about apostasy and backsliding. But you know what's interesting about that? God reigns and knows how to feed that which is in his purpose. When you're outside of his purpose and start falling away from his purpose, you start to dry out, dehydrate. You're not fulfilling as much as, as you used to do. That peace is now disrupted and disturbed. We're talking about, this is a severe case of backsliding, the severest case. So how does it begin though? How do you get to that severe case of backsliding and now we're going to approach the idea of not only backsliding, but rejecting the truth of Jesus to accept this false Jesus that's being preached about nowadays. Let's talk about it. Let's go to Matthew. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 716. That's a popular verse, right? Matthew 716. Popular. Mm-hmm. Show sure is. Why? Because we know it says what? You shall know them by their fruits. Who? You know, false apostles. Them, them fake apostles. Them fake prophets. Them women behind the pulpit preaching stuff they ain't got no bit. They sending behind the pulpit playing stuff. But why would you listen to anything coming out of it? Worse off, you got wolves in the pulpit as it is. Now you got somebody lying saying that God divine and called me to do what? To contradict the word of God? He called you to, to, to prove a point that, you know, even I can contradict my words? Last time I checked, that's happening in, 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 in the nation of Islam. That ain't happening with us. God is not going to question his word or call into question his word. His word is absolute. It doesn't return void. And it sure can be trusted. But don't let these false prophets tell you because they'll, they'll try to twist and turn the gospel into what? Thistles and thorns that we will willingly eat from. You shall know them by their fruit. So as we listen to these false apostles, these fake apostles, the women that they're doing what they're supposed to do, as we are even listening to ourselves, the sinful self of self-ambition, we're starting to eat and live on and try to get nourished by a diet of thistles and thorns that are actually poison to us. And the world gives us this peace saying, look, you're self-sufficient. You're doing wills God's will. Look how successful you are. You're making so much more money. You're just targeting your goals and you're hitting your goals. And the truth is, you're hitting nothing but thorns and thistles. That's all you're producing. And then when it's time for you to go help someone else, another fellow Christian that's fallen down hard times and hit the road and hit the wall, what you going to offer him? You're going to offer him what? What your diet is. Thorns and thistles. Let's keep reading. And let's go ahead and go to uh, let's go to Luke 8.14, because this is another thing. This is how Christian peace can be disturbed. But thank God and Jesus that there's an answer for this, because so many Christians fall into this category. Luke 8.14. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 8.14. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Wow. 
Now that's big, right? So what are we talking about? We're talking about the sower seed. We're talking about what? Those seeds that was thrown and cast down and never really had a chance to grow. But listen to this part. This is interesting because here's the here's where there's these, ooh man, thorns and thistles, I tell you. Thorns and thistles, the new diet of so many. Now watch this. As the sower went out his seed, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. This is in Luke, in Luke 8, 5. And it was trodden down, and fowls of the air devoured him. Got that one. And some fell upon rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Dehydrated. Dehydrated. They, the word of God hit them, but the, it dehydrated. It, it didn't take inside them. It didn't take inside them. And some fell among, mm -mm. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. So that relates to what? 14, which funds, which what? Which fell among thorns are they which when they heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life bring no fruit to perfection. Died of thorns and thistles. We're learning to eat thorns and thistles by not listening to sound doctrine. By by, by ingesting the worldly poison of this fake gospel that is disrupting the very peace that Christ gave us in himself. Since, we are, since he took the atonement, he took the beating, he took the whole wrath of God upon, him, upon himself. So we do not have to suffer that. And all he asks in return is that we follow in the purpose and seek the purpose and the will of God. And we can't ever get out the blocks because we got so many Christians worried about the pleasures of the world, about feeding themselves thorns and thistles. But I got some good news. You can help them. Because I was one of them thorns. I was, I was one of them. Any one of us can fall into that. Any one of us could have fell into that. But we had a Savior that does something grand. Rather than just letting us sit out there amongst them thorns and the thorns is choking the life right out of us. It's choking us out. So as we become more successful in our job, as we become more, more acclimated into the career that we're looking into, and those thorns and thistles that we've been eating and eating for month after month and year after year, it's starting to now fester to where we can't even hear God as much as we used to. We can't even reach out to Him as much as we used to. Our knees don't bend the same way to get on our prayers. We don't do our devotion life the same. We don't read in our Bible the same because those thorns and thistles have hardened us to the point to where we don't even hear God no more. All we see is the God of money and the idols. The thorns and thistles, the fruit that they produce, that's all we're eating. And guess what? We got a Lord and Savior that not only can loosen those thorns and thistles, he can reach inside what's good that's left of us of what, he, what we trusted in his word and strip all of that dirt away. I like to read this. This is coming out of 1 Corinthians 3.8. Now that he that planted and that he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Aren't you glad that we have a God that even if we're being choked out by the very thorns and thistles, we now have the power to resist against that temptation and cry out and say, Lord, please water me, rehydrate my life. How do we know that to be true? Because we know that God is just. We know that if we cry out, that God will come to our aid. We know that if we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we repent of our sins and we can use his strength. Let me tell you something. A very hidden little tiny miracle is what God has done for us that's so good is the gift of repentance. Because without Jesus Christ, not one stitch of our repentance will stick. 
We do not have the strength to repent of our own. We do not have the strength of our will to repent of our own. We don't have the fortitude to repent of our own. Because whatever we repent to, we're going to doom to do it again anyway. But with Christ with us, as we are saved, my God, as we're saved, we can now repent and call on his strength and say, Dear Lord Jesus in heaven, give me the strength to resist these temptations. I repent of my sins and you are cleansed. My God. My God, my God, why would we ever turn away from doing God's purpose to serve a world that even God says every time you toil in it, it will give you thorns and thistles for you to die it on. But my God, we have a God in heaven, his name is Jesus, that man from Galilee, that carpenter's boy, that wants to feed us a diet of nothing but love, give us, give us forgiveness. Of, of grace and mercy to heal our sensitive insides from all in years and years of thorns and thistles that were wrapped around our neck and choked us and left blood marks and you know Christ is sitting there washing our wounds telling us every day it's okay Eric it's alright I know you stumbled but I'm here now you called on me and I came and I'm gonna water you I'm gonna put you that living water all over you I'm gonna baptize you you know that's what, I, that's what happened to me on March 3rd of 2012 I felt that living water start to pour on me and I repented and I could not even move off my floor. I repented so deep. And from that day I chose, and it was hard, trust me on this, it was hard, but I chose to do God's will. And from that time, it has been a struggle. I won't lie to you, it's been a struggle. But as God is my strength, as I put my faith in Jesus, I can do these things. It ain't easy to preach. It ain't easy to remember and minister. It ain't, it ain't easy to evangelize. It's not easy to pick up your word of God every day and read it. It's not easy to get on your knees and create a prayer discipline of every single day that you want to pray to the Lord and talk to Him and repent of your sins and, and, and reject these foolish ambitions that you still have in your life. That's not easy. But with Jesus, we have the strength to do it. He can pull us through if you just stick your hand out and say, Lord, please. Give me the strength that I need. How old are you right now? How old have you been in serving the Lord, serving Christ, and you're still trying to find success in this world? When he called you out to have success toward the kingdom, he says you keep your eyes on the kingdom. How long has it been since you, that you, have you even asked God what your purpose is, but then you went about going about your worldly ambition purpose of yourself versus the calling that God gave you? Because when you work into the calling of God, you have the peace that God gives you as you do His, as do His work. Jesus says it best, right? Take my yoke, for my yoke is light. That's what we have to do. If we can just live in His grace and mercy and follow into His calling, my God, my God, you would have a peace that you've never felt before. Besides having a diet on thorns and thistles. This is Reverend Eric Miller. We're still talking about Christian peace. I want to thank you for all of those for your donations. A lot of donations came through to pull this t-shirt together. You know, there's going to be more t-shirts coming along the way. This is just the initial t-shirt. It's comfortable. Um, and it's really meant for, for evangelize. You know, it's a, it's a champion shirt. And it's meant for you to be out and you can ever go out to the public and evangelize. It's meant to be able to, to where you, you know, it, it's light on the system and it can help it'll help keep you dry during time. I, I'm really all for going out and evangelizing the streets. We need to do it. We need to open up in church houses and just pour into the communities and talk to as many people as we can and say, do you know who your Savior is? Do you know about your God? 
we got to talk to him. Because people have so many misconceptions about who Jesus is, and especially who God is. And, and we are not learning about him enough. Learn of him. God asks us to do that. Learn of me. Jesus asked that. Learn, let's learn about him. Because he's gentle and he's meek. I love you for all your donations, all your prayers, all your emails, all your letters, all your phone calls. It is, it is overwhelming, and, and I enjoy it so much. Friends, saints, my God, I love you so much. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you let this word that, uh, that you gave me tonight to be able to help my brothers and sisters and help myself especially, Lord, to be able to walk in a better grace with you, Lord, and to be able to, to ask and give, give us the strength to ask to show what, what you have designed for us, Lord. We don't want to do our will no more. We want to do the will of God. We want to do the will of you, Father. Let's teach us and show us your statutes and how we should be acting and functioning in our life, how we should be asking for the spiritual gifts to help edify and build up the body that we want to be a part of, Lord. Show us how to do those things in the name of Jesus. I'm asking all these things, Lord, because he died on that cross for me, Lord, and I didn't deserve it. But you found merit in me, Lord, some kind of value that I can't even see within myself. But I'm so thankful that when I can look upon Jesus, I can now see that maybe I do have some work to you, Lord. But just let that value that I, that I can see within myself be used and utilized by you, Lord, not by myself. I don't want a career in the world, Lord. I want a lifetime with you. Help me do better at being a kingdom worker. Give me the courage and strength to be a kingdom worker. My God, I'm asking all these things in your precious heavenly son's heavenly name. In Jesus' name we pray. This is Reverend Miller. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast. Thank you so much for, for sending your love. And thank you so much for just continually staying with me as we both go along this journey and growing together. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.